Welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast, back to a little bit of normality this week. I hope you enjoyed last week's course Nuffy series, a bit of a change from the run-of-the-mill dribble that we churn out week to week and tuning in from, well, calling in from London early in the morning. He's done the morning shift as AC, who is back on the tools, might I add. AC, how are you going, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm back. I feel like I've got some routine in my life, a little bit of purpose. It's good. It's good to be working. I know that sounds interesting, but it just, it's been a tough sort of month, just sort of mulling around on the couch. You just sort of get in your own head a little bit, bit of head noise. Um, I must say another thing that worked well today was yesterday was my, my AirPods arrived and I guess a little bit of backstory. Um, Basically, a flatmate hosted a party and my AirPods got stolen and they ended up in Romania thanks to find my iPhone. And so I gave them a good clean yesterday because they obviously had some Romanian tartingers in them. Uh, but everything's <laughs> so they do feel a bit weird. Like it took a while for me to kind of put them in my ears and bring the courage to do so. But it's all we're all good. We're back and running here. Oh, mate, that's great to hear. What was your st- sterilization of choice? Where, did you run some Dettol on those? or I got or some Dettol antibacterial wipes. I didn't want oh, anything yeah. too sort of moist, but yeah. No, no, no. Moisture and electricity don't really don't really correlate, do they? So, you know, you've you got to be careful with that sort of thing. But Oh, mate, that's a good observation of yours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I go. Even if they had been, you know, give it the five finger discount from a party. I, I don't know how I'd go chucking them back in my, <laughs> my ears. But I'm, I'm glad that you've got over that hurdle. And yeah, and they're in just, my ears now, mate. Yeah, you've just <laughs> hit it between the eyes. But mate, <laughs> anyway, I, I I headed out onto the onto the ground last Thursday at the Webex Player Series Sydney. I was. I was out there, you know, mulling around, just just tapping a few players on the shoulder, just seeing seeing how they were going. Just before we kick off with the PGA Tour stuff, it was Kazuma Kabori again, his third Webex Players Series win in a row, fourth win, oh, third win in four weeks, was something ridiculous. So look, mate, to, to see that unfold is unbelievable, and it just. Oh, it's just like there's an echo in here. He's for, forging quite an impressive career, isn't he? Yeah, nothing to say, to be honest. Just stoked for him. Another win. Uh, he just racks them up. It's just sort of run-of-the-mill stuff for him these days. So credit to him. But also you can't discount how, how hard it is to win as well. I think it's easy to sort of, I don't know, make, make it become the norm, but you've still got to shout it out when it happens because – you know, you see so many people struggle to get any wins over the line, and he's done three recently. Yeah, and heading into a, the final WebEx Player Series event of the year in the Hunter Valley this week, and geez, maybe our weekly punts could be on him because you know, odds on it's it's, <laughs> it's going to happen again. So maybe we can dabble in that. But mate, speaking of dabbling, there are some. Human beings dabbling in some, you know, 
some substances, most notably the, the alcohol at the Waste Management Phoenix Open where Nick Taylor won. An epic playoff in the end between him and Charlie Hoffman, and he's he's forging a decent PGA Tour career as well, Nick Taylor. Four wins. It was an impressive display by the Canadian. Yeah, it was. I It was very messy to watch this week, just with all the disruptions, and I actually tuned in a fair bit on the last day, and at one point I thought the third round was the final round, and I was... And then, I was I was a bit confused with the whole setup because the app said it was the final round, and so I was it was I was all over the place. But as you say, Nick Taylor, he's he's better than a run of the mill PJ Tour player, that's for sure. And highlighted by that win last year in the Canadian Open, that was a a big event. And then he's also won another pretty big event here. And PJ Tour golf is still always a good watch on the final day. It's just sometimes getting there can be a bit tough. The atmosphere at the Waste Management Phoenix Open is like that of none other event, really. And there was plenty going on, wasn't there? And the, and plenty of reports coming out of the famous sixteenth party hole of some pretty outrageous behaviour, cut service of alcohol. AC, do you have any more info on on what was happening behind the ropes? You just see a lot of videos on socials, don't you? Just people that have just absolutely tied one on. But man, I, I, I'm one who one for taking it too far at times. But some of the states you actually see people in is almost like you, it's hard to comp- comprehend. Like they are barely walking. Um, yeah, and they are they are sideways. There is some impressive footage of a of a of a lad just could not keep his feet on the ground and it didn't help that he was trying to combat a slippery surface. It was mud everywhere and he I just last I saw of him he was just nose diving down a, a slippery slide of mud and he had just looked like he had had a thousand. Jeez, it's it's great to see, but some of the players, you know, not that impressed this year. Hmm. Billy Ho sprayed a bloke, um, which I, I to be I to be honest, I thought was probably fair enough that they were just carrying on on one of the other holes when someone was over their ball. And obviously, chances are, if you if you listen to the podcast, you would have seen Zach Johnson's blow up with a few fans. And look, I just want you to tell me, AC, do you think that's warranted or a golfer's just a bit too precious? It's an interesting one. I think anything that's... Like while you're you're hitting your shot is is not good enough. Like that's poor behavior. It's affecting the golf. If you get called out on a few things, as long as they're not personal, I feel like golfers don't handle it well at all. Like you know, you go to the cricket, you go to the rugby. Like there's plenty of lip getting thrown out. And as long as it's not personal, talking about your family, your girlfriend. Like I I don't really see a whole big deal about it i think zach johnson completely overreacted the yelling yeah. mid mid swings is tough though i think it's 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 golfers like will get used to it to an extent but it's it's not easy when you're concentrating and you're having that going on so i think they have every right to call out people that affect like their pre-shot routine and, and things of that nature 
Yeah, I think that's pretty well said. And a lot of that stuff, you know, the calling out in the backswing and putting stroke is, is gambling related, which is, you know, you're starting to slide down a slippery slope, a bit like our man on the on the 16th mud path earlier in the week. But, yeah, we saw the other thing how... Is, the other thing is, if yeah. you're really pissed, it is hard to show that restraint in terms of talking. You know, you just get the blabbermouth going. And there's yeah. times where we're at the open and you're pretty steamed and you're like, man, yeah, I could see how particularly people that don't play golf and non-golfers could easily just talk through someone's swing without really realising. Yeah, and once you've had a little bit of the loudmouth soup, you don't actually know how how loud you are talking at times. Yeah. So that that's another thing to take on board. But I see, obviously, we've discussed the antics of, of some and that leads me to my next question what is the most gassed you've ever been at a sporting event oh that's interesting um i'd say that the cricket in queenstown would be the most Mm. gassed i've been Uh, it's hard to think of another one what about you have you got a notable one yeah obviously queenstown when we went and watched the vaults games against over the New Year's, that was that's a bit of a blur. But I'm going to say the most pissed I've been was Chiefs versus Blues, and I was in the green zone. I'd I'd played footy earlier that day and in Tokoroa and had been and had been beaten, and we obviously had a few beers afterwards, and then on the way home, and then it was the day after my 21st, so I proceeded to do my yardie before we made our way to the ground, and <laughs> I yeah. Don't remember a whole heap of the fixture, but I just remember it was a good time just getting loose in the green zone. And look, we don't condone irresponsible consumption of alcohol, but geez, it makes some events a little bit more fun, especially Super Rugby. (laughs) Actually, the green zone made me think the most gassed I've been was at the Chiefs versus Lions. It was my first year university. I think I'd had a box of Mavs before I went in and I was just blind. Um, I wouldn't touch Mavs now, obviously. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't have thought of a Billy but... Mavs since 2017, probably. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a tough, um, tough scene. Hey, did you see? So there was this tweet, and I actually just lost it. I don't. I found it so funny. It was from Macro Edge, and they sort of had some, I don't know, sort of statistics. And one of them, so it basically went to say that there's there's 12 people that had to go on an ambulance, and there was 30 blackouts. And I just thought, how have they decided who's blacked out? Yeah. And I want to know what what would you consider a blackout? Well, a blackout is obviously because when you black out, you're not not you're not unconscious. It's just yeah. you don't remember anything. You just don't remember yeah. anything the next day. So how you're measuring that is is tough. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they've got a survey if you've got tickets coming back the next day. That um, yeah. do you remember what happened on this hole then? And maybe you know there's an algorithm that pieces them together, or I don't know. Maybe it'd have to be a next day job that, that you measure. Yeah, yeah. So um, look, it's it's hard to say unless the Yanks are me- measuring blackouts on people that have just genuinely passed out in the in the stands, which could be. 
could be. There could mm. be, you know, a bit of lost in translation sort of sort of thing between us on the other side of the world and a blackout in America. But hey, in short, I, I don't know. Do you have any ideas on how you'd measure it? Yeah, I think questionnaire is probably the only way because, as you say, you don't know you've blacked out until the next morning when you've just got a whole heap of head noise. That, and the thing is, blackout is also subjective because, I don't know, I'd probably say you have to have like an hour hole at least in your memory because, say it's patchy, yeah. you you potentially could miss, you might not remember half an hour, but you, it might be patchy but that's not a blackout i'd say yeah or or you've just you know you know you're trying to piece together a couple of conversations that that you might have had with some other punters maybe maybe the blokes dressed as chefs writing minwoo which ac how do we feel about um fully grown men dressing up like that like chefs and writing minwoo uh, yeah i don't know man the other <laughs> yeah, what do you think nah, i'm not a fan it's a send off. It's got to be a send off. Yeah. The other one I want your comms on as a grown men act was, you know, when they run to the sixteenth when the tape, oh. tape is open. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, that is yeah, a real that, grow up. That's real grow up behaviour. That's. <laughs> I, I was watching that half asleep, and I thought it was the um, start line for the the marathon at the Rio Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> oh not oh, good it was yeah it, it's it's poor behavior and look you know it's just it's a different culture and i i'm just big on like i don't mind dressing up and carrying on but like having a fan crew like that and you're probably seven years older than the bloke you you're cheering for ah, i'm pretty i'm pretty undecided about that like i'm, yeah. I'm as big a minwoo fan as the next guy but i'm 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 not wearing a chef hat to the waste management. No. I'm sorry. Me neither. Unless they're mates of his, I can kind of get around that a little bit more. In Phoenix, Arizona? Arizona? Unsure about that. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> um, real Sevens vibes, isn't it? Where it, is it just very... becomes about the party rather than the golf. And I don't know. We, I don't know if that's necessarily always a bad thing. It's just something yeah. that's unique. It's once a year. Like I it? go. I went to the sevens three years, and it doesn't bring you to the game, does it? Like I, I wouldn't. That'd be the only bit of sevens I'd watch the whole year. Like mm. I wouldn't come away from that going, "Oh, I'm really into sevens now." You're just there for sort of the atmosphere and the party. Do you have any good yarns from the sevens? I've never been to the sevens, and you know it's kind of died a died a bit of a death. Uh, Monty, Monty passed out on the side of the road in a lobster suit, which is. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't really give too many details on the pod. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, funny. we'll leave it there. Maybe that can be an after-hours pod. But, mate, um, have you got any anything to add on the Waste Management Phoenix Open? We've absolutely barely spoken about the golf, but who cares? Hey, that's what the event's about, mate. Yeah. Um, Charlie, Charlie Hoffman, just shout him out. Just yeah. a real battler. Um, at 47 years of age, has just come up short. Um, just a guy I know basically for his egregious green glove and first round leads, really. Yeah, yeah. There's a period through there at Augusta that you just you could put what you want on him finishing in the top fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, he's a good player, very good player, and and loves it in in Phoenix as well. So 
you know, shout out to him. Will we see him in the playoff for the rest of the year? I'm going to say no, but hey, I'm here to. Yeah, that's a fact. I'm here to be proven wrong. Uh, <laughs> from one party to the other, Live Vegas was on, and you know, trying to get that on TV in Australia is is pretty difficult. And and quite frankly, I just wasn't that hugely interested. But DJ gets the job done in Vegas, and I'm not going to lie. I say I forgot that guy existed. Yeah, and he also admitted before the round that he'd barely touched the club in the off season, and so everyone was sort of taken taken back by that. And then wins. I don't really know what that says. Um, yeah, neither. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> see a lot of it. Well, all I saw was just players complaining about fans and music. I saw so yeah. many of it, so much of it on Twitter. John Rahm specifically, do you think he's just like, oh, what have I signed up for here? Yeah, I don't know. I 500 think mil. He probably, yeah, exactly. You, you can't <laughs> complain. He hit the shank of doom on the final round. I don't know if you saw it, but it was a beauty. Oh, was it a good one, was it? No, I I, yeah. I didn't. I'm just, I don't know about you, but like just finding watching golf at the moment is pretty tough, isn't it? Like, with the disparity of all the good players, it's like, it, obviously, I do it f- for work, and I, it's still bit, bit. You always have it on in the background, but in terms of being on the edge of your seat and actually really, like, intently into the golf, like, I feel like I haven't felt that for a while, and mm. I'd be keen to see how you feel. I agree. I just feel I haven't been as locked in, and. It's not necessarily because the golf's that much different. I think it's just in the subconsciously you know that there's just a few big guns missing and so the wins just don't count for as much and that's really sad. And the the Ram hole has has hurt me more than I thought it would, to be honest. Like I don't flick the golf on to watch Ram specifically, but just having a dog there, competitor, knowing that you've like when obviously Scheffler Rory and Ram were together. You knew that the PJ Tour had the best three golfers in the world. You could maybe throw Cam Smith when he first went over, but now it feels like the talent pools definitely just moved more over to live. PJ Tour still has the depth and the better fields, but it's it's definitely evening out. Yeah, and just even the way the Europe will DP World Tour is at the moment like they've been in the middle east for the last few weeks they've got a week off this week they were in bahrain and to be quite honest ac i wouldn't have thought about bahrain since rory fallon's header in 2011 (laughs) i um i genuinely just i was like oh there's an event in bahrain god that's a country i haven't heard of in over a decade and then they were in qatar the week after just with these depleted fields they have a week off this week and go to kenya like i'm a big fan of the history of what the european tour once was and now they're they're traveling around the world which is great for global golf but do you think the fact that they're taking these kind of like well mediocre fields to different countries not not necessarily the middle east because that's a completely different kettle of fish with you know what's going on with live and stuff and they have some big events there but going to 
other events and they're taking these mediocre fields, do you think it's a bit of a slight on what the European Tour once was? Yeah, and I don't know if going to these places actually gets people into the game. I don't. The crowds are always miserable when they take it to these sort of what's the word like just more out of the way places. Um, so I just yeah I don't really see what it's doing or adding to professional golf. Yeah. It's probably just the, be, the simplest way to say it. You have to be smart about where you're taking these places, and you need to take them to you know golfing hubs, don't you? Like, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think taking events to Kenya is, and I hate saying it, you know, growing growing the game. It, it, and it, look, we could be wrong. It might be in Kenya, but judging by the turnouts of the crowds that they've had over like the last few years when the golf's there, you would say it isn't. Yeah, exactly. And if you do take it to some of the countries as well that are that are less developed. I hope those tickets to get in are dirt cheap, almost yeah, free. Because if you're going actually to grow the game, then you need to make it accessible to the general public, like so the average punter can go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I just, I just don't know about how how they're going about it on once what once was an, an epic tour, and still, still is, still has some fantastic events through the middle of the year. But man, I'm. It's just like we've talked, spoken about it before, but it's just acting as a feeder tour for the PGA Tour, which is which is a de- depleted tour because of live and everyone suffers. But most, well, the worst part is is the fan suffers. You just you're not like I'm not tuning into the sport I love as much as I I was four or five years ago, and it's and it's pretty sad. And I, I'd imagine that that's a fairly general consensus. Oh, for sure. I definitely don't watch near as much golf as I used to, and it's just divide the game. The other thing is that I've noticed over here is since they do move around a lot, the DP World Tour, is you never have like a – you never get into that habit of, okay, I'm going to flick it on at this time and the golf will be on. And I actually think like the PGA Tour was a big habit of mine. I'd watch it before cricket – you just flick it on in the morning and you just have it on the background. You might not be completely locked in, but the times just change so much, the DP tour here, that I don't end up watching it because I never actually know when it will be on. Yeah. Oh, I, I tend to agree. Like, yeah, you've got events on in the late afternoon here and then you've got events on through the middle of the night, which you're definitely not tuning into. And then, yeah, it's... It's fine that the PGA Tour is still on at a good time, but as we've said, it's just it's a bit harder to sink your teeth into than it than it once was. Mm. Well, we'll move on to our playoff holes before sending AC off on the train to work. <laughs> uh, AC, do you want to take the bull by the horns here and and let the listeners know what we're getting into? Yes, I saw a post on social media or maybe it was a it was someone's scorecard where they just had a massive fluctuation in their, their nine-hole scores. So I thought I'd put it out to the listeners. And we've got a few here. Um, okay, so a couple we've got here is from Jake. It's 48 and 38 would be up there for me. Golfer's Dream, I think his name's Harry. He had minus five and a plus five back. 
That's a tough scene. That that would have hurt. That bear would yeah. not have tasted good. We've also got Lewis, who had even on the front and 12 on the back. That's tough. Oh, that's tough. Another bear you'd, that won't taste well, good. You'd hope the wind picked up or something there, or it's, the weather's turned around. That is that is a vast, vast That is difference. a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. That is a meltdown. The, the, I'd love a bit more comms here. Like, was there hangovers? Was there what course yeah. were you at? Did the weather pack in? Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes it makes it tough. But I'd, I'd say my one would be I had a, a 47.35 at Narrows. That's a big turnaround. Another one that I can think of is Monty at Jack's. Uh, we... I think it was like the 29th of December and we'd had a monster the night before and Monty rolls up just so gassed. And Monty, for those that don't know him, really struggles with hangovers. So he kind of just, he he manages to hold his piss in for so long. Like we teed off yeah. at, I'd say 11 o'clock and he was still blind. And, and so... I'll just jump in, AC. He was absolutely belligerent on the range. He was unbelievably gas still he rolls in eyes glazed over to the pro shop and asked if it was lift clean in place and what's the course record and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. we, and we proceeded to play off the off the tips and AC take over from here mate yeah and he had it 40 48 so it wasn't quite as bad as I thought but I remember the hangover really kicked in um, later that day, but he he made the best eagle I've ever seen that day. It was the eighth hole. I don't know if you, the listeners know, but it's uh, it's about 500 metres off the tips, up the hill, and Monty's just hit two of the best golf shots I've ever seen. Hit one like six feet, made eagle, still drunk, and then just, yeah, as I said, completely blows out on the back nine, and that's, that's one that I can remember pretty fondly. Um, but, yeah, that's... You go, Cal. And Monty's like a, a very good player. Like he plays off two, three, and forty on, on the front at Jacks off the plates is. I'd say that's pretty good golf. Like very good golf for a two or three marker. Still, like the conditions we got it in, it was like not. It wasn't still. It was not hugely warm, and it, like it was a pretty decent display of golf. Like not the best he'll play, but it was a good display. But then. Just the capitulation on the back nine of like the mental capitulation and the golf and just seeing the pain and hurt he was in on maybe like the sixteenth <laughs> hole. Oh, and I, remember it was, was, I distinctly remember it was raining and he just kept his sunnies on. So he would have been able to see Jack shit. Like his glasses, he could see all the raindrops on it. And yeah. I think he parred ten eleven too. So even though the nines were 40, 48. It was probably worse than that because it was four over through 11 or something. Not good. Oh. Well, I, oh, just actually, I was at, out at Castle Hill, like, as I said, at the WebEx event, and Daniel Gale on the, on his front nine um, of the first round, he, he made a triple and had four under through nine on his opening Oof. nine with, with a triple. So that's outrageous. Yeah, it was it was good golf, couple of eagles. Um, yeah, but that's oh, 
once my New Zealand golf app starts working again, I'll do a bit of study and and see what my biggest biggest uh like you know dispersion between nines is. But also, guys, we appreciate you sending in those list of tastes. But feel free to elaborate. Send us a message. Send us a voice memo, and we'll we'll put it in the pod. I think it'll be it'll add great value, and we'll we'll definitely do this again. So. AC, have you got any more playoff holes to add, or am I sending you on the yeah. on the purple? Do you have anything to tee off about, mate? No, I've got nothing to tee off on at the moment. Um, yeah, I've I've got one thing that I want some comms on. Oh, rip and tear. How do you feel about the hand dries at the pubs? Because I think they're just the stupidest thing ever, and you know, particularly when it's a busy pub and it's a real rush for the for the urinals and you, you've got to do it really quickly and what often happens as you know is you'll you'll give it a pretty half-assed little blow under the the hand dryer and then you walk out and what will happen is someone will have a new mate this turn off and you gotta shake hands and you kind of try to give your hand a quick wipe on your pants and it's often still a bit wet and it's just i just have some paper towels i hate those hands. Yeah. they don't do anything if you actually want to dry your hands you have to sit under them for at least 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, and you just don't have that kind of time. I'm look, AC, I'm I'll be candid. I'm a paper towel guy, have been since way back. My, my dad's a paper towel guy, my granddad's a paper towel guy. I'll I'll always be a paper towel guy. Um yeah. never. And then they had those those fucking wrought ones that you dip <laughs> your hands in, like the ones at the airport. Yeah. And, they and don't do hands, anything. And your hands actually below where the where the um the air's blowing so you you're getting you're getting a, a wind chill a bit of air con on your wrists but your your hands are actually just dripping into the bottom of this tray <laughs> it's it's one of the yeah it's one of the bigger rorts going around and look mate I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because i feel quite strongly about it as well <laughs> did you at school have like those ones that it was like a cloth and it sort of rotates around Oh yeah, they can't they have been hygienic. They were so unhygienic. <laughs> nah, they were not good, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> trust like a class of thirty kids to be dealing with that. Like, they were. That was. You might as well not wash your hands. Yeah, b- boys only schools too. Oh, that they'd have been grim. And then, yeah, that surely they died out over COVID. <laughs> you hope so. Oh, one th- one thing is like, our listener numbers are increasing, but we'd love some more engagement. So never feel shy to throw in some comms into our into the chat or yeah, and get into get down get in our DMs, and um, it'd be it'd be good to hear some stories from the the weekend and things of that nature. I'm really keen to to hear your th- thoughts. Yeah, golf related or not, just rip and tear. Whatever, whatever you want to add. But AC, I'll send you on your merry way. Guys, I know it wasn't a whole heap of golf chat today. There was a bit of there was a bit of sniffing and tickling going on with the lads of it. A bit of silly buggers, but we, we appreciate you tuning in. And as AC said, engage, send us some stuff. We'll we'll get around it. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. AC, have a good day, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, Cal. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too-